0: Deadly.
1: With the beauty makeup meets a horror of true crime with Chuck and Liz. Okay, so I got a lot of my information from a documentary I watched called Unraveled the Long Island Serial Killer. And the hosts were Alexis Linkladder and Philly Johnson. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know, you're looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> I just don't look at you. Oh, oh my god.
0: Okay, trigger
1: warnings rape, sexual assault, murder, child murder, prostitution. It's not called prostitution anymore, is What? What does that fucking mean? I think it's sex work. I think prostitution is like more derogatory now. Well, even then, did
0: prostitutes say that? I
1: don't know. I don't talk to prostitutes
0: because yeah. I feel like a lot of these things when they're like it's offensive aren't from people from that actual group. It's like the amount of people the neurotypical shit of being like it's. People with autism, not autistic people. Like autistic people, give a shit. Oh
1: my god! Can you get my text while you're up? Yeah. If you're coming in, you let me see you coming in. Okay. Okay. Hey, Go. Oh.
0: Okay. What the fuck was that? Was that her?
1: It sounded like she was talking ma'am i just tried to let you in i'm not playing this funny shit with you today are you coming in or not in or come out. In here go. come on hi riley they're my favorite
0: that's why i
1: decided hello thank you hello. i'm so excited she's hitting the cord the last thing i'm just gonna rip my laptop off the table are you hungry i do you need food in your bowl
0: <laughs> man, oh, man. I love to dog breath in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're just
1: so much. <laughs> and now she wants out again. <laughs> okay. So this whole documentary got started because Alexis has an old friend from high school who reached out to her while he was in jail and told her that he has some important and dangerous information about some high up people in the Suffolk County Police Department, but he's afraid that if he speaks out publicly, publicly, (laughs) publicly, he'll be killed. This man's name is Christopher Loeb, Loeb, Chris, Chrissy Boy. So basically, she starts doing her own investigation with Billy, as they have a podcast together called Unraveled. Okay, so Shanann Gilbert was a 23-year-old sex worker when she went missing on May 1st, 2010. She had called 911 and was on the phone with them for 22 minutes while she was, like, being attacked. But the tape has never been released. While searching for her body, officers came across several other bodies within the same area on Long Island. There would end up being 11 victims in total from December 2010 to December 2011. Basically, detectives wouldn't have even known that there was a serial killer if Shanann hadn't gone missing and, like, called 911, but her body was the last one to be found, interestingly enough. So, obviously, after they find all these bodies in the same general area, who all died the same way, they know that they have a serial killer on their hands, and start investigating. I would also like to point out that there were 11 victims found between 2010 and 2011, but it's believed that there could be 16 victims dating back 20 years. Total. Total. Um, The bodies were found in waves. So first we have Maureen Brainerd Barnes. Um, She's from Norwich, Connecticut. She was 25 when she disappeared. She was last seen on July 9th, 2007, saying that she planned to spend the day in New York City. Uh, She was never seen again. Maureen, Maureen, who was a mother of two, worked as a paid escort on Craigslist to pay the mortgage on her house. She'd been out of the sex industry for seven months, but she started up again in order to pay her bills after receiving an eviction notice. Yeah. Her body was found in December 2010. Shortly after her disappearance, a friend of hers, uh, Sarah Carnes, received a phone call from a man on an unfamiliar number. The man claimed that he had just seen her and that she was alive and staying at a whorehouse in Queens. He refused to identify himself and could not tell Carnes the location of the house. He told Carnes he would call back and give her the address, but he never called again. Shocking. Yeah, because it's bullshit. Exactly. Carnes said that the man had no discernible New York or Boston accent.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but like many of the victims, Brandon Barnes was very petite at 4'11". Oh, shit. And 105 pounds. And she had been strangled. She's teeny. Small. A lot of them are. So maybe the, whoever
0: it is isn't a big guy.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, I'm trying to see. I think there were other ones who were f- went missing earlier. Okay, so she was 2007. Okay. So she was one of the first ones to go missing. Mm-hmm. He also could have been, like, working up to yeah. bigger people. So then there's Melissa Bartholomew. Um, she was 22, 22, 24 of Erie County, New York. She went missing on July 10th, 2009. She had been living in the Bronx in New York and working as an escort through Craigslist. So awesome. I get Yeah. Yes. The connection. On the day she went missing, she met with a client, deposited $900 in her bank account. That Dang. Must be real fucking nice. And attempted to call an old boyfriend, but he didn't pick up. Beginning one week later and lasting for five weeks, her teenage sister, Amanda, received a series of vulgar, mocking, and insulting calls from a man. Sounding familiar? Mm hmm. Who may have been the killer using Melissa Bartholomew's cell phone.
0: Oh, from her own cell phone? Yes.
1: The caller asked if Amanda was a whore like her sister. The calls became increasingly disturbing and eventually culminated in the caller, telling Amanda that her sister was dead and that he was going to watch her rot. Police traced some of the calls to Madison Square Garden, Midtown Manhattan, and Massapequa. Massapequa? Massapequa. born able to determine who was making the calls. Bartholomew's mother noted that there were a lot of calls to Manorville from her daughter's phone around the time of her disappearance, which is like kind of nearer. Um Gilgo Beach, which mm-hmm. is where really, like the wiser I think it's like 40 minutes away. I looked it up. Okay. Bartholomew was four ten and ninety-five pounds and had been strangled.
0: So another small bee Yeah.
1: Small lady. Okay, so then there's Megan Waterman of South Portland, Maine, who went missing on June sixth, twenty ten, after placing advertisements on Craigslist as an escort. The previous day she had told her twenty-year-old boyfriend that she was going out and would call him later. At the time of her disappearance, she was staying in a motel and a lot of weird names. It's H-A-U-P-P-A-U-G-E. I can't Hap-pog. remember what was in there. Hapog, New York. Yeah, that seems right. Hapog. 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 15 miles northeast of Gilgo Beach. Her body was recovered in December 2010. Waterman was a mother of one and had become a victim of sex trafficking. Waterman was 5'5". She had also been strangled.
0: So not as small but also not like me
1: yeah um okay amberlyn costello um from west babylon new york um attend town ta- a town 10 miles north of goat of what the fuck. i want to start over amberlyn costello of west babylon new york a town 10 miles north of gilglo beach was a sex worker and heroin user who went missing on september 2nd 2010. That night, she reportedly went to meet a stranger who had called her several times and offered $1,500 for her services. Damn. You know, born in Charlotte and raised in Wilmington, North Carolina, Costello was living in West Babylon, New York when she disappeared. Her family believed that she was in a residential drug rehab center, and so she was not immediately reported missing when she stopped responding to messages and phone calls. Okay. Prior to moving to West Babylon, Costello had been living with her second husband in Clearwater, Florida, and was working as a waitress. Costello's drug addiction began when she was a teenager. She had been sexually assaulted by a neighbor when she was six years old. Yeah. She was 4'11 and weighed approximately 100 pounds. She had been strangled. These women are known as the Gilgo Four when they were found in Gilgo Beach.
0: And they were Um, the first four found.
1: Yeah. Um, And then four more sets of remains were discovered on March 29th and April 4th, 2011. All the remains were found in another area off the parkway near Oak Beach and Gilgo Beach. Within two miles and to the east of those found in December 2010. But they're still in like the same stretch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the newly discovered victims were Jessica Taylor, Valerie Mack, an unidentified woman dubbed Jane Doe number no. 3 or Peaches. And an unidentified toddler who was the daughter of Peaches.
0: Why Peaches? I think. Okay.
1: Suffolk Police subsequently expanded the search area up to the Nassau County border looking for more victims. Two further sets of remains were discovered on April 11, 2011, after the search expanded into Nassau County. They were found about one mile apart, approximately five miles west of those found in December. One set of remains belonged to a victim now thought to be a trans woman, dubbed John Doe. Police said the victim had been dead for between five and ten years. Oh, wow. The other remains were those of Jane Doe 7, um, whose partial remains had been discovered on Fire Island in 1996, but we'll get there. So, yeah. So, there are victims that are definitely part of the same serial killer, and then there are some that may be attributed to the um, long Island serial killer. But it
0: also could just be a good place to dump bodies. Dump bodies,
1: yeah. Okay. So there's Jessica Taylor. She was 20 years old and living in Manhattan when she went missing in July of 2003.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. On July 26, 2003, her naked and dismembered torso, missing its head and hands, were discovered 45 miles east of Gilgo Beach in Manorville, New York.
0: 45 miles?
1: Yeah. Goodness. These remains were identified by DNA analysis later that year. Taylor's torso was found atop a pile of scrap wood at the end of a paved access road off Halsey Manor Road, just north of where it crossed the Long Island Expressway. Plastic sheeting was found underneath the torso, and a tattoo on her body had been mutilated with a sharp instrument.
0: Why would you just leave a torso out like that?
1: No fucking idea.
0: And they they mutilated the tattoo so they couldn't find out who this woman was.
1: Yep. Further remains found on March 29, 2011 at Gilgo, including the remains of a skull, pair of hands, and a forearm, were attached to Taylor. She had worked in Washington, D.C. and Manhattan as a sex worker. Okay, so there's Valerie Mack, Melissa Taylor, Manorville, Jane Doe, Jane Doe number six, they're all her names. So Valerie Mack was 24. She was also known as Melissa Taylor. Who was living in philadelphia and working as an escort when she went missing in 2000 like many of the victims she was small in stature at approximately five feet and weighing approximately 100 pounds part of max remains were discovered in manorville on november 19 2000 but were not identified until 2020. wow yeah her torso was found wrapped in garbage bags and dumped in the woods near the intersection of Halsey manor road and mill road adjacent to a set of power lines and a nearby power line access road access yeah. So no one there. Also
0: near Hol- Halsey or whatever? Yeah, Halsey Manor Road. Isn't that where the last body was found? The torso? Near Halsey Manor Road?
1: Yes. It was a paved access road. Okay. Um. Her right foot had been cut off high above the ankle, possibly to conceal an identifying mark or tattoo. A human head, right foot, and hands uh, found on April fourth, twenty eleven, were at first determined to have belonged to an unidentified victim dubbed Jane Doe, jo- Jane Doe number six. On May twenty eighth, twenty twenty, police announced that the remains had been identified as Valerie Mack, who had last been seen by family members in the spring or summer of two thousand in the area of Port Republic, New Jersey. Twenty years. Yep,
0: that's she had been missing longer than my whole life. Yeah. Put that in perspective.
1: The dismembered remains of Jessica Taylor and Valerie Mack were both disposed of in a similar manner and in the same part of Manorville, suggesting a link. So there's some people who are still unidentified. So on September 20th, uh, 2011, police released composite sketches of two of the unidentified victims, dubbed Asian Male and Jane Doe number no. 6, whose remains have been found in March and April 2011, as well as photos of jewelry found on the remains of a female toddler and her mother. Jane Doe number three, found on April 4th, uh, 2011, as well as photos of jewelry found on the remains of a female toddler and her mother. Jane Doe number three, found on April 4th and 11th, respectively. One of the sets of remains found in Nassau County on April 11th was later identified as the mother of the toddler. So, peaches or Jane Doe number three. On April 11th, 2011, police in Nassau County discovered dismembered skeletal human remains inside a plastic bag near Jones Beach State Park. The victim was dubbed Jane Doe No. 3. DNA analysis later positively had, uh, indicated that the remains belonged to a woman whose torso had been found in uh, Hempstead Lake State Park 14 years earlier. Oh, wow. Yeah. On June 28, 1997, the dismembered torso of an unidentified young African-American woman was found at Hempstead Lake State Park in the town of Lakeville, New York. The torso was found in a green plastic rubber-made container, which was dumped next to a road along the west side of the lake. Investigators report that the victim had a tattoo of a heart-shaped peach Aww. with a bite out of it and two drips falling from its core on her left breast. In December 2016, Peaches and Doe number three were positively identified as being the same person. DNA analysis also identified Peaches as the mother of baby doe. She was found wearing gold jewelry similar to that of her daughter. Mm. They didn't take the jewelry? No, because they were just thrill-killing, I think. Yeah. They did not. And they weren't it, robbing them. And
0: it's so odd that they would just take the torso away.
1: And like yeah, leave just leave it somewhere torso. out. Torso. This is very strange. Yeah. Um, so then there's Baby Doe. Um, a third set of remains, the skeleton of a female toddler between 16 and 24 months of age, were found on April 20, on April 4th, 2011, about 250 feet away from the partial remains of Valerie Mack. The body was wrapped in a blanket and showed no visible signs of trauma. DNA tests determined that the child's mother was Jane Doe number 3, whose body was found 10 miles east near Jones Beach State Park. The toddler was reported to be African American and was wearing gold earrings and a gold necklace.
0: So do they know how the baby died?
1: They don't think that it's related to the serial killer for some reason. I've seen that said. So I don't know. How could her baby have ended up there? That's what I'm thinking too. Unless, I mean, there's probably some stuff they still haven't released. Yeah. But well, like I said, there's no visible trauma. So I don't know that they necessarily murdered the baby. Potentially, maybe they left the baby. That could be it. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: okay, so then there's
1: John. Do- Go actually, ahead.
0: Actually, no. They couldn't have just left the baby because it was wrapped in a blanket.
1: So they must have done some kind of action. That's true. Maybe suffocated the baby. That could be that it. That probably wouldn't show trauma. Yeah. Because it was like a pillow or, or something. Mm-hmm. Then the high went highway bone wouldn't be broken exactly okay so john doe asian male also discovered on april 4th 2011 at Gilgo beach very close to where the first four sets of remains were discovered in december 2010 was the body of a young asian person who had died from blunt force trauma the victim was biologically male and was found wearing women's clothing possibly indicating that they were transgender the person was between 17 and 23 years of age five six in height and missing four teeth and may have had a musculoskeletal disorder which would have affected their gait the person was possibly a sex worker and may have been killed when the killer realized that the victim was not a cisgender woman okay they have been dead for between five and ten years in september 2011 police released a composite sketch of the victim so we'll post that
0: but honestly even if it was the same serial killer it wouldn't have mattered if
1: they were cis or not that's this woman or That's not. true, because they haven't said that the women were raped. Yeah. Or anything. I mean, if they hired a, a sex worker, though, maybe they had consensual sex before he murdered them. I mean, that could be part of it. Or sex workers are just easier to kill.
0: Well, that too. Because no one's really looking for sex workers. Yeah. They're a very vulnerable group of people.
1: Um, okay, so then there's Jane Doe number seven, or Fire Island Jane Doe. On April 11, 2011, at nearby Tobey Beach, a separate human skull and several teeth were recovered. These remains were linked through DNA testing to a set of severed legs found in a garbage bag on Fire Island on April 20, 1996. Jane Doe No. 7's remains were the second set to be discovered in Nassau County. Um, and She had a surgical scar on her left leg. So, the remains of each uh, woman were found stuffed in an individual, rotting burlap sacks, and autopsies later revealed all the women had died of strangulation. Such a gruesome string of crimes were essentially unheard of on Long Island. As the authorities continued and widened the scope of their search, their grim discoveries continued to increase. Shannon. On December 13, 2011, police announced that the remains of Shannon Gilbert had been found in a marsh about half a mile from where she had disappeared. A week earlier, some of her clothing and belongings had been discovered in the same vicinity. Gilbert was last seen banging on a resident's door and screaming for help before running off into the night. Gilbert made an emergency 911 call that night saying that she feared for her life. Police say that the death of Gilbert, an escort uh, whose disappearance triggered the search during which the first set of bodies was found, is not related to the Long Island serial killer case, allegedly. Okay. Gilbert's not deceased mother, Mary Gilbert, however, strongly advocated for the theory that Shannon Gilbert had been murdered by a serial killer.
0: I mean, I'm hoping there's something that the police know that, like, the mother did not, and that that
1: we don't. But we'll get to it. (laughs) Okay, so those are identified other possible victims. There's Tina Elizabeth Foglia. 19-year-old Tina was last seen alive in the early morning hours of February 1st, 1982. 82? Yes. At the Hammer's Head Rock Music Venue on Sunrise Highway, West Islip. She had hitchhiked from her home to the venue to see a friend performing with Queens based band Equinox. Equinox? Equinox. Equinox. Her remains were discovered by Department of Transportation workers on February 3rd on a shoulder of the Sacticos State Parkway in Suffolk County. Still Suffolk County. Her dismembered body, which had been placed in three separate plastic bags, was found a few miles north of the Robert Moses uh, Causeway, which leads to Gilgo Beach and Oak Beach. Okay. A diamond ring that Foglia was known to wear was missing, and the DNA of an unknown male was found on the garbage bags. Police have not ruled out the possibility that Tina was an early victim of the Long Island serial killer, but have stated that a connection is not an active avenue of the investigation.
0: Okay. So if, like, we find any evidence that connects it, cool, but we're not actively
1: looking for that. Yep. So then under the identified possible victims, is Shannon Maria Gilbert. Um, She was an escort who may have been a victim. Uh, She left for a client's residence in Oak Beach after midnight on May 1st, 2010. At 4.51 in the morning, 911 dispatchers received a panicked phone call from Gilbert, who could be heard saying that there was someone after her, and that they were trying to kill her. She was last seen a short time later, banging on the front door of a nearby Oak Beach residence and screaming for help before running off. After 19 months of searching, police found Gilbert's remains in a marsh, half a mile from where she was last seen. In May 2012, the Suffolk County Medical Examiners ruled that Gilbert accidentally drowned after entering the marsh.
0: Uh, They believe that
1: she was in a drug-induced panic and have concluded that hers was death by misadventure or inconclusive. Her family believes she was murdered. On November 15, 2012, a lawsuit was filed by her mother, Marie Gilbert, against the Suffolk County Police Department in the hopes of getting more answers about what happened to her daughter the night she went missing. Due to the controversy about Gilbert's death in September 2014, famed forensic pathologist Dr. Michael Baden agreed to conduct an independent autopsy of Gilbert's remains in hopes of determining a clear cause of death. Upon examination of Gilbert's remains, Baden found damage to her hyoid bone. Okay. So just in strangulation may have occurred. He also noted that her body was found face up which is not common for drowning victims. How they flip over. Exactly. Despite this, her death is still officially listed by police as an accident.
0: I think she was murdered. I'm not sure it was Lisk, though. It could have been um, someone else. It could have been, like, a client of hers
1: or whatever. Yeah, but I don't agree that she drowned. Yeah, I don't think she drowned. That sounds fishy to me. But Especially in a marsh. because of her damaged highway bone. Yeah. You don't know, get that from drowning.
0: How would that happen?
1: Exactly. And being flipped over? Come on. We're 25 and minutes. And like... Should I stop?
0: Uh, well, I have a final thought, so Go maybe ahead. after that. And also, I don't know, maybe they should release at least part of the call, because if she was like in a drug-induced haze or whatever, you would be able to hear that. That is a good point. But if she sounds clear and is like... Someone's trying to fucking kill me. Well, like, there will be, be
1: something on that call. Or... Like, that would be a reason that they wouldn't want people to hear. Mm-hmm. Or it is really clear that she's not on drugs. You may be correct. We will get to that.
0: <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe there's someone's voice on the call. Exactly. It's like a male's voice.
1: Exactly. I don't know. I don't know, man. But listen. Just the thought. On July 23rd, 2016, Marie Gilbert, which is Shannon's mother was murdered in her home in Ellenville, New York. Later that day, her younger daughter, Sarah Elizabeth Gilbert, was arrested and charged with the stabbing death of her mother. Uh, Yes. On May 6, 2020, the New York State Supreme Court ordered Suffolk County Police to release Gilbert's 911 call recording, denying their request to withhold it after more than 10 years. The tapes were released to Gilbert's state attorney, John Ray, a short time later. Under the court order, Ray is barred from discussing the specifics of the call. He did, however, comment that the nature of the calls contradict what Suffolk Police Detective Vincent uh, Stephan had described in earlier reports about the calls from that morning. Specifically, Gilbert's tone had been described by Detective Stephan as calm and indicated no desperation. After reviewing the tapes, Ray claimed that this is not true. How can you say someone's going to kill you?
0: Yeah, in um, a me so, so like I think someone's trying to kill me. It's like the weirdest thing. No idea, like,
1: you know. So there's Andre Isaac, who was a professional drag queen known affectionately by his stage name Sugar Bear. I, I like love that. that. He was six five and was 25 years old when he disappeared from East New York in November 2002. Isaac's torso was found in Arverne, Queens, on Beach 63 Street, close to the boardwalk, on December 17, 2002. On January 25th, 2003, his head was discovered by ace skaters, ice skaters, Ace skaters, Ace skaters at East Mill Pond in Morrix, New York, in Suffolk County, with a single bullet wound to a temple. His arms and legs were later found several miles away in plastic bags. Isaac's case was added to the Suffolk County Police Department, Gilgo News website in 2020.
0: Suffolk. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. That's all I'm saying.
1: Like that one is a little harder for me to believe because it's 6'5, yeah. And a gunshot wound instead of
0: strangulation, but at the same time, it that's a big, bitch.
1: yeah. Like, and I don't they know if you put like, up p- part of them in bags, yeah, in Suffolk County. So, so, like, I
0: can understand if it's like a smaller person not being
1: able to strangle someone that's like six, 6'5. Six yeah, that's true, that is true. Goodness, like a large person, 6'5. People are made that big. <laughs> Me. Okay, so then there's Tanya Rush. On June 23rd, 2008, Tanya Rush, who was 39, was last seen around 3 a.m. walking towards a subway station in Brooklyn. Her dismembered body was found by a state road cleaning crew inside a black canvas suitcase on June 27th, 2008, in plain sight on the New Bridge Road ramp leading to the westbound Southern State Parkway in Belmore, New York. Rush was, a, Rush was a mother of three who had been a Salvation Army volunteer and had worked in telemarketing. She took up sex work to support a drug addiction. Rush was African-American and lived in the Van Dyke Houses, a Brownsville public housing complex in Brooklyn, New York.
0: I'm sorry. I'm still in no, the five thing.
1: That's a foot <laughs> taller than us.
0: <coughs> a whole ass foot taller than yeah. us. Tall. Is the air different there?
1: Me. No. I don't think. I'm sorry, (laughs) me. I don't think. Moving on. Okay, so then there's some unidentified people too. So on January 23, 2013, a woman walking her dog found human remains intentionally buried in a small piece of brush in a sandy area along the shore at the end of Sheep Lane in Laddingtown, near Oyster Bay. The skeletal remains showed signs of trauma and were wrapped in a particular material that police have not disclosed. The remains are believed to be a woman between the ages of 20 and 30 who is possibly Asian. She's wearing a 22-carat solid gold pig pendant, which may be related to the Chinese zodiac year of the pig. Okay. Um, the relevant birth years are 1971, 1983, and 1995, possibly
0: suggesting that the woman died at the age of 29. Okay. I don't
1: know why I got in my head you said 22-pound pig pendant, and I was like, huh? 22-carat. 22-pounds? <laughs> oh, my God. Investigators believe that she was buried before Hurricane Sandy in late 2012. Her case may be connected to the 10 other bodies found 32 miles away in and around Gilgo Beach, though, unlike the other victims, her body was buried rather than left above ground.
0: That, and it seems like, didn't you say there was trauma to the body?
1: Uh, I don't think they said. This- it's skeletal remains. Showed signs of trauma. Okay. But that could just be. So storm- it could have been nature. Yeah.
0: Nature, sign.
1: Nature walk. It's like animals and things. Yeah. So then there's cherries um on march 3rd 2007 a suitcase containing the dismembered torso of an unidentified hispanic or light-skinned african-american woman washed up on a beach at harbor island park in the town of mamoronic mamoronic sure the victim sure the victim had a tattoo of two cherries on her left breast similar in appearance to the tattoo found on peaches
0: could there be a fruit basket? Like, I mean, are, no, like
1: seriously, like, could these people like, be connected? They could be, I mean, if they're all sex workers.
0: And they're all in the same little, like, group location. That mm-hmm. could be, I don't know, the thing.
1: She was determined to have been stabbed to death. Never identified, the victim is referred to as cherries by investigators. One of her dismembered legs washed up at Cold Spring Harbor on March 21st, 2007, and the other at Oyster Bay in the village of Cove Neck the following day. Cherries was dismembered in a fashion similar to three other victims jessica taylor valerie mack and peaches meaning she may be linked to the other official victims
0: so linked to peaches too mm-hmm. i it could be so fucking stupid
1: but i feel like that's a big you coincidence. A good point there and it's on the same part of the body yeah and there was a tattoo that was like fucked with and
0: there's i this might sound also stupid but they're also like sexual
1: fruits that is a good point Peaches, cherries. Interesting. I would be interested to see what the the tattoo that was like mutilated uh, mutilated looked looked like. Interesting. Okay. So now comes in James Burke into the picture. He gets promoted to chief and kicks the FBI out of the investigation, which I did not know you could do. He refuses to share any information with them and even the DA's office. Couldn't give them files or anything in relation to the case and the case still remains unsolved. But this whole shit storm starts to unravel. Why would James Burke kick the FBI out? Maybe he had something to hide? Well, of course he did. There had been rumors about him when he was a sergeant being into cocaine and dating a sex worker. These rumors were, in fact, substantiated.
0: But you should be clear. Only one of those things is bad.
1: Yes. Um, do not do cocaine. Thank mm-hmm. you. No. Especially not when you're a police officer. Thank you. He was moved to another department and lost 15 vacation days. So oh, just a no. slap on the wrist, you know. For cocaine?
0: How about checking you in somewhere?
1: Yeah. And dating a sex worker. Well, while I personally don't think it's wrong, it's technically illegal. illegal. Yeah. So.
0: I don't even think about it like that. And I then like he, sex workers. And then
1: even after that, he kept getting promoted. I'm not sure. Why? Well, because he was lucky enough when he was a teenager to help out the DA mm-hmm. with a case. And then the DA took a liking to him. And I guess in Long Island, the way that it works is that the DA gets to decide who gets promoted in the police department. Which is stupid. It's very re- weird. But, of course, he kept pushing his career forward as they had a father and son type relationship. That shouldn't be a lot. Because that's no—that's basically nepotism. It is nepotism. But it gets better. Because turns out, Burke is real fucked up. First of all, a former cop who is now in legislation said that Burke asked him, out of nowhere, if he could get him snuff films point blank for no reason that's such a it's so fucking weird that's such a bold
0: question yeah can you give me snuff films and we kind of already recorded this before but i said this last time like i would be almost offended if someone asked me if i had any snuff films because i'd be like who do you take me for yeah who do you think i am think
1: i have it? it that i would have snuff films and share them exactly um then there's a woman who comes forward and said that she went to a sex party and burke was there as well he just assumed she was a sex worker as there were money at the party so after they went to the bathroom and she poured oral sex on him he threw money at her and called her derogatory terms
0: nice i really don't understand people that like engage in sex work as like a client but then look down on On sex sex workers you're the one paying for sex it's literally like the people watching porn stars while watching porn. Exactly! And it's like, who are you? You're literally the market. You're literally exactly. the market.
1: So after all this, Chris ends up telling Alexis on camera that he had had a drug addiction years prior. He was able to fuel his addiction by stealing stuff out of cars, as you do. Well, he gets a heads up from someone that there's a cop who steals the narcotics out of lockup and keeps them <laughs> in his car. I wonder who that could be. So he robs this cop, takes a duffel bag out of the car. In the duffel bag, there's a butt plug and beads, uh, narcotics, I assume, and a DVD that has no actual cover. So he decides to watch it, and there on the screen is a woman being assaulted by masked men. Well, Chris gets picked up by the cops, and Burke, who Chris didn't even know and had no idea had been his car, tells Chris he shouldn't steal from him, beats the shit out of him, and then has all of the other officers who were witnesses keep it under wraps. He even went as far as put trackers on their cars to make sure that they weren't like riding him out. Here's
0: the thing if he hadn't said, don't rob for me, Chris wouldn't have he known would have,
1: if he didn't pick him up, but mm-hmm. he panicked. Which just shows guilt, obviously. But, it's like, yeah. Like, you're fucking. You know right. what else shows guilt? Don't steal my stuff. Don't steal my dog. Come on. Come on, guys. Don't fuck with me. That was my favorite deal.
0: Like, dumbass dumbass yep but that also shows he's like cocky enough to be able to like know he can say that and get away with it oh Which, yeah by the way if i also blame those other cops i covered for him like
1: yes they obviously should have come forward but it's tough when it's he was chief at this point mm-hmm. so your chief is like don't do anything counter-argument yes
0: you are officers of the law oh yes but, who must um, enforce the law
1: Nine nine percent nine nine ten times ever do what they're supposed to do morally. Morally, um, it's never, just like thank you. It's shit. It's shit. It's all shit. Yep. Uh, luckily, Chris ended up winning his court case against Burke, though, and Burke got forty-six months in prison for assaulting Chris.
0: Forty-six months. Twelve months in a year. Three years is thirty-six.
1: So almost four years. Okay. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: 48 months would have been four years but
0: what about the okay yes not enough
1: so media has speculated about a profile of who Lisk is mm-hmm. referred to by police as Josie huh I don't know why According to the New York Times, it is most likely a white male in his mid twenties to mid forties who is very sure. familiar with the South Shore of Long Island. Who shop, and has access to burlap sacks, which he uses to hold the bodies for mm-hmm. disposal. I'm sorry. I mean, who doesn't? That that sounds so stupid to yeah. put he has in a profile. Access to burlap sacks. You mean the thing
0: he's been using to put bodies in? He has access to them. Are you sure about that? I'm you shocked. <laughs> he has access to them.
1: Yeah. He may have a detailed knowledge of law enforcement techniques, I wonder why, and perhaps ties to law enforcement, which have thus far helped him avoid detection. Wow. Newsday reporters speculated that serial killer Joel Rifkin, a former resident on Long Island, may have been responsible for some of the older remains, potentially. So, Newsday reporters speculated that serial killer Joel Rifkin, a former resident on Long Island, may have been responsible for some of the older remains found in March and April 2011. Four of the victims' complete bodies were never found.
0: Okay. Like four people didn't have complete bodies found.
1: Fair, okay. In an April 2011 prison interview with Newsday, Rifkin denied having anything to do with uh, recently discovered remains.
0: Allegedly.
1: I mean, him saying that isn't alleged. (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) He did say that. So, now we'll talk about suspects and persons of interest. So, there's John Bittroth, September 12th, 2017, Suffolk County Prosecutor Robert Biancavilla, Said that John Bittroff, a Suffolk County resident convicted of murdering two sex workers and suspected in the murder of a third, was a suspect in at least one of the Lisk murders. Okay. Bianca Villa stated that Bittroff was likely responsible for the deaths of other women and that there were similarities between the Gilgo Beach crime scenes and Bittroff's known murders, for which he was convicted in May 2017 and sentenced in September. <clears throat> Bittroff was arrested in 2014 after his DNA was found on two murdered women, Rita Tengredi and Colleen McNamee, whose bodies were found in 1993 and 1994. Mm -hmm. The match had been made through DNA submitted by his brother, who was convicted in 2013 in an unrelated case. Bittroff was convicted in May 2017 of f- these murders, and in September sentenced to consecutive terms of 25 years for each murder.
0: Can you imagine if I got arrested, and then because of that, you ended up getting arrested for something you did? Fucked! I mean...
1: <clears throat> it is what it is. The Suffolk County Police did not comment on the prosecutor's statement due to the active homicide investigation of the Lisk murders. Bittroff's attorney rejected the prosecutor's assertion. Bittroff lived in Manorville... Three miles from where the torses of Lisk victims, Jessica Taylor and Valerie Mack, were recovered. A carpenter by trade, Bitroff was a hunter who was said to enjoy the killing of animals.
0: Oh, so he either way is a psycho. Yeah. Uh,
1: the grown daughter of Rita Tangredi, who was murdered by Bitroff, was also the best friend of Melissa Bartholomew, oh. who was one of the Gilgo Beach victims. Bartholomew's mother said that her daughter, Melissa, had a lot of calls to Manderville from her phone before her death.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. He lives in Manorville. Okay. Then there's Joseph Brewer. Joseph Brewer, an Oak Beach resident, was one of the last people known to have uh, seen Shannon Gilbert alive. He hired her as an escort from Craigslist on the night of her disappearance. Brewer said that shortly after Gilbert arrived at his residence, she began acting erratically and fled his home. Gilbert was reportedly seen running through Oak Beach, pounding on the doors of homes in Brewer's neighborhood. Around this time, Gilbert called 911, saying that they were trying to kill her. Police, however, did not find any evidence of wrongdoing, and Brewer was quickly cleared as a suspect.
0: Uh, I'm not saying he did it. What I am saying is that I'm not sure he didn't do it. Yeah. I don't think he's Lisk by any means. No, I don't think so. I mean. Has he been near any marshes? Did they swab his boots? Anything? Oh. Or are they just like that he is fine? Did they it's have a, did they have a conclusion in mind before investigating or did they investigate and come to a conclusion?
1: I mean because like let's say for instance it was Burke
0: mm-hmm.
1: like just throwing this out there because I was the next person I was gonna go a little bit into more. but like in my mind, he makes a lot more sense than like Joseph Brewer to be list. Yes. I think Joseph Brewer very well could have killed Shannon. Mm -hmm. Just, you know. Yeah, we're on the same page. Things happen. I mean, but I definitely don't think he's Lisk. No, I don't think he's Lisk. That would make no sense to me. Mm.
0: But he could have killed Shanann or Shannon or Shannon. Yeah. Him, what have you.
1: What have you?
0: That's why I'm saying. Did they check like the mud on his boots? Do they know exactly where he was at certain times? Exactly.
1: Did people claim that they also saw him chasing her, perhaps?
0: Did they talk to neighbors and say like what kind of neighbor was he? Etc. Cetera, yeah. et cetera. Or were they just like it oh, wasn't him? She was, him? was a, it,
1: she had drugs, it's fine. Oh yeah. So with um James Burke, the DA was Thomas Spoda. He was the district. Know. Uh, in Suffolk County, he was convicted in December twenty nineteen of, conspi- of conspiracy to cover up Burke's violent assault. I'm shocked. Yep. Uh, Christopher McParkland, who had been Suffolk County's top anti-corruption prosecutor, no. was also convicted of the conspiracy. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: What a dose of irony, though.
1: Yep. Um, so then in December 2016, an attorney for Shannon Gilbert's family reported that an escort had stated that she suspected that Burke might be connected to the list cases. The escort, who identified herself as Leanne, said that at one party she attended in April 2011 in Oak Beach, she had seen Burke drag a woman of Asian appearance by the hair to the ground. Leanne said that when she saw Burke at a later party in August 2011, she decided to engage in sexual activity with him. Don't understand Why? Uh, but she described an experience in which Burke violently yanked her head during oral sex to the point where she began to tear up. Burke was unable to reach orgasm and proceeded to throw $300 to $400 at her afterwards. Who has that much money on them? Yeah.
0: So
1: then, our next one is
0: Peter Hackett.
1: Two days after Gilbert's disappearance, Peter Hackett, an Oak Beach resident and neighbor of Joseph Brewer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, phoned Shannon Gilbert's mother, Mary Gilbert. She later recounted that he said he was taking care of Gilbert and that he ran home for Wayward Girls. Three days later, he called Marie Gilbert again, denying that he had any contact with her daughter and that he had called, and that he had called her. This, uh,
0: are there records of either? First of all, second of all, could it have been Joseph being like, "So I'm my neighbor. Um, I run a home of wayward
1: girls." So investigators later confirmed through phone records that Hackett, Hackett had indeed called Mary twice following her daughter's disappearance. The marshy area where Gilbert's remains were found was near Hackett's backyard and her personal items and clothing were found directly behind his property in the marsh. Gilbert soon filed a wrongful death suit against Hackett in November 2012, claiming that he took Gilbert into his home that morning and administered drugs to her, facilitating her death. The lawsuit was dismissed because it could not be proven that Hackett had administered drugs. Um, And then later police revealed that Hackett had a history of inserting himself into or exaggerating his role in certain major events. Okay. Police later ruled out Hackett as a suspect in the deaths of Gilbert and the Lisk victims. Hackett left Oak Beach and moved to Florida with his family not long after Gilbert's disappearance.
0: Definitely, definitely not Lisk because he seems too fucking stupid. Yeah. I think he's Lisk
1: put himself, like, as his own attention. And, like,
0: if his neighbor murdered someone, he's like, well, what a great opportunity for me.
1: Uh, so then the next person who, eh, I don't think he's Lisk. Mm-hmm. But, so two days after Shannon Gilbert's remains were found, businessman James Bissett took his own life while in a car at Mattituck Park. One of Bissett's businesses was a plant nursery, which was the main supplier of burlap in the region. So while I don't think he's Lisk, I wonder if he was supplying the burlap. He could have been. We'll never know because he's dead.
0: So. That's fair. Yep. Yeah, maybe he I I don't know how, but maybe he was like, those are my burlap sacks.
1: Or, like, I mean, let's say, for instance, it was James Burke. Mm-hmm. He randomly asked people for snuff films. Yeah. So, like, if he knew he was a fucking weird guy, and you're like, hey, can I have some burlap? And then all of a sudden people are showing up in burlap sacks. Yeah.
0: It could be unrelated, though.
1: If it very well could be. Is just or was just... He was randomly I mean. killing himself. Mental illness, you know? Oh, Illness, isn't it? So, final thoughts? What are you thinking?
0: Bur- Who suits your fancy? Allegedly. Brick has something to do with it. Allegedly. Like, to he me. may not be Lisk,
1: but he could be part of something. Mm-hmm. Nefarious. Lisk could be more than one person as well.
0: What if... This is real conspiracy <clears throat> theory. I might even cut this out. Me. What if all of these women... And maybe, man, are being used to make snuff films, and that would make sense that
1: they're dismembered, joked out sex workers. It very well
0: could be because, like,
1: there was that DVD in Burke's back that
0: mm-hmm.
1: was essentially a woman being assaulted. So, uh, like, snuff
0: films, part of a genre, if you could call it that, are um, murder and like torture and stuff. So, maybe.
1: That's a good point.
0: So maybe he isn't the one murdering, but
1: maybe it he can has, can be part like... of it. I mean, they were saying... It did sound like from the documentary that they have, like, a lot of sex parties around there. Yeah. So.
0: I don't know. From what I've heard,
1: it doesn't sound like a real party to me. <laughs> not one I would like to attend. Thank you.
0: But oh. it is also odd. Yeah.
1: Not good.
0: But I don't think Shannon is part of Lisk, personally. Cause like what ties her? <clears throat> and not the type of death. Not well. She was strangled, where.
1: perhaps.
0: I mean, I don't know if she was strangled. She might have been held under.
1: Well, she she broke her hyoid bone. And that,
0: oh, like, like yeah, that could
1: be. That's a good pulling point. Her under by her neck. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially if she was face up. Yeah, that makes sense. But rest in peace, you know.
0: What a note to leave off on. Uh I I think if Burke wasn't a thing in the PlayStation, this may have been solved by now.
1: I agree. I, he really could have gotten rid of
0: evidence. Every turn turn it seems like he is just trying to get in the way of it being solved and it's like, but why? Or well, maybe he's not Lisk, but someone there is attached to him in some way of his wrongdoing.
1: Yeah. So it's like, if they do catch Lisk, for example. Then they may catch him doing other things.
0: Or Lisk is like, yeah, I killed these people, but I have no idea about her. Yeah. Or whatever. And that could
1: be James.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Many theories, many theories. I still would like to see if there's any connection between peaches and cherry. Yeah. Because that seems like a big coincidence. It is very interesting. Like a sexual fruit on the same part of the body. Yeah, exactly. Between two sex workers in the same area who were killed by the same person, like maybe potentially, you know, potentially.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting.
0: Like other out there
1: exactly other sex workers who maybe have some more tattoos. Like uh,
0: coconuts or some shit. Coconuts.
1: No, no. Also, get a nice eggplant.
0: point. But that's not a fruit, Elizabeth. But do you have any kind of thoughts Like, what do you think? <sighs>
1: I think if it's not James Burke, my like person is John Butler. It wouldn't shock me like convicted of murder around that area like have sex workers correct? Yes. So like it wouldn't shock me.
0: But I don't know. I feel like the snuff films has to tie in somehow with Burke.
1: Yeah. I mean, who no- he very well could know John Bittrell. You know what I mean?
0: Or whoever Lisk is. Yeah. And then, like and then he gets
1: snuff films from them. Yeah. Interesting. That would be very interesting to find out. Mm-hmm. I wish they would solve it. Get your shit together. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Me. Yes.
0: <laughs> Not so much to ask for. It's so weird that one of the victims' mom was, was murdered. Stabbed by her other daughter.
1: You're right. Like, that's... As if she wasn't having a hard enough time. She was fucking stabbed by her own kid. And murdered. Yeah.
0: What happened there? I guess that's it from us for this section. Yeah. All right. We done? Yeah. Lit. Okay. So for my section, I found some unpopular opinions on Reddit.
1: Ooh. So
0: we're going to be reacting to them.
1: I don't know why I thought you were going to say reactivating. And I was like, reactivating? Yeah. <laughs>
0: So some of these I think we'll agree with, some I think we'll disagree with, but either way, there will be some things to be said.
1: Me? I always have a lot to say.
0: Um, I ended up not putting the people's names because, like, I don't have to of spots. Oh, okay. Um, but yes, black eyeliner isn't suitable for everyone, and brown eyeliner is underrated. I feel like this is a weird opinion, but black eyeliner can drag some people's eyes down, like mine, and look too much. I'm not saying they shouldn't wear it. They should wear whatever they like. Personally, I think brown eyeliner is too soft. Oh, it's so soft and beautiful on blue or even green eyes. Even brown mascara looks amazing and natural, but I've never seen many people use it. It looks like brown gel.
1: Yeah. What do you think? Um, What do you think? I mean, I definitely have used like brown eyeliner before. I feel like it's more like softer look. I feel like black eyeliner has its place. I do feel like sometimes it does drag people's eyes down but more not because of the black eyeliner but because of how they apply it absolutely especially like older women they don't put it in their waterline on the bottom they just put it like you know at their lashes yeah so it doesn't like in my opinion look right even if
0: it wasn't the waterline so like haven't you, know, have you ever seen old women that would just put like black eyeliner oh, on oh yeah their that that's, lash line that's weird and nothing else so weird that drags you down 100 yeah
1: that does mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's not the black eyeliner. It's how you apply it. Yeah, I agree. And
0: I don't know about brown mascara because my
1: eyelash is already brown. Yeah, and, and yours are curled already, basically. Yeah,
0: so. I don't
1: know. Like, I, like, maybe if you're going for a more softer, like, natural look. Softly. But, like, if I'm putting on mascara, I want people to know. Yeah. Boom, look at mascara. my eyelashes.
0: I don't feel like foundation is necessary makeup for everyone. I'm sure some people need it, but not today.
1: Is that really an unpopular opinion? I mean, sure, not everyone needs it, especially if you have nice skin. I mean, if you don't have nice skin, you don't have to wear foundation. I almost never wear foundation.
0: <sighs> Must be no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but i kidding. I think I have pretty good skin too, but mm-hmm. I just like the looks... flatness of foundation. So I That's can add fun. dimension rather
1: than have to deal with my face. Me I don't think everyone needs it. Yeah. But that I feel like is not an unpopular opinion. That's just that's just
0: I do wanna add this here though. I hate when people are like I don't even use foundation. I don't need foundation, but then we'll cover their face in concealer. At least you're not trying
1: to like flex. <laughs> And would be like I don't wear any foundation. Eyes. Oh yeah no not
0: like the other girls. And they literally cover their oh, face in Oh don't even
1: start me with the fucking pick me girls.
0: I'm not like other
1: girls I don't want foundation. Well,
0: wow. Right. I coverage concealer for me. Glossier Milk, you know? Yeah. Congratulations, you're pretty. Fuck! That eyeliner does not look good. It always ends up making the eye more almond shaped. I have almond shaped eyes and I tried different ways and they were either too big or too weird. You can still do any look without liner.
1: I mean, sure. That's, well, that's true. true. You can still do any look without liner. No one has a gun to your head being like, You have to do liner. Well what's with, like
0: almond shaped eyes, you know? Well that's
1: who. At first I was gonna be like, What the fuck's wrong with almond shaped eyes? And so she was like, I have almond shaped eyes and I was like, Okay. Is that good? Like <laughs> Would you say almond shaped eyes? Yes.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And like eyeliner looks good on you. It's so hot. I was, Yeah, I think so. Especially when you put it like at your waterline. I think it looks really nice, so I don't know. So I don't know what they're on about. I think this also comes down to you just don't know how to put on eyeliner. It very well could be, yeah. Or they're not doing the right, like, method. Like, sure, maybe, like, big cat eyes don't look good. Well, that's not even true either. Because if you put on, like, a cat eye, you know how, like, the way that um Asian woman put on cat eyes? Yeah. Like, if she did that, that would be <laughs> So
0: I don't know what she's doing. Or, like, if you want, like, that Instagram black eyeliner, try a batwing technique. You hooded it Exactly. Like, there are ways to work around it, you know?
1: Or if you don't like how eyeliner looks, just don't do it. You don't have to.
0: And then, in response to that, I someone said, I'm going to go to the other side and say, I don't like looks without eyeliner unless they are specifically no-makeup makeup looks. The eyes look mm. weird and unfinished to me.
1: Interesting. I disagree. I mean, I've definitely done looks where I don't do eyeliner. Like, sometimes I just do mascara and a little bit of, like, highlight in the inner corner. I think that looks fine.
0: Like, I almost never do eyeliner because it's a gigantic
1: pain in the ass. Yeah, if I'm going to do eyeliner, I either do it in my waterline and then I just take, like, a brush and just put, like, the tiniest bit right at the, like, lash line on my upper eye. Yeah. So, I feel like it weighs me down too much. Yeah. Mostly because I can't fucking do, like, a cat eye. Also
0: because our, like, eyelids, our top eyelids go farther than our bottom one. Yes. Like, it's like a little hangover. A little like a, hangover? A little overhang, you know? Sunset yeah. of... Sunset of a retractable awning? Is
1: that I hate you, yes. Yeah, Sunset sort of a retractable awning.
0: I oh, 40 degrees cooler <laughs> for our lower lash line. <laughs> But
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't really do eyeliner. I think mm-hmm. you can do without it.
1: Yeah.
0: I was thinking about this earlier today. I have a very pink, warm, under skin color. Undertone skin color. In my opinion, this is preferred. I use cool tone foundation to make it calm and more appealing. I don't see why people feel the need to match their undertone. No one can tell as long as you blend well.
1: Uh, ma'am.
0: <laughs> you can you tell. Can tell. You can lift up your hand. You can tell. Like, I feel like Kylie Jenner says this to herself, like, every day the one no woman? one's going to know. No one's going to How would they know? It's like the TikTok yeah. trend.
1: How would they know? And, and then you hold them. up your hand to your face and it's like, Oop.
0: And everyone knows. Yeah. Like, undertones, I feel like, can be very clear on
1: some people. Yeah. Unless you're more of, like, I feel like, I could be wrong. But if you're a very, like, neutral undertone, you might be able to get away with it. Yeah. But, like, other than that, if you look at yellow or pink undertone, good luck.
0: You can look weird. Like, if you have a, more yellow undertone, you look I mean, kind that. of dead with a cool undertone. And if you are a cool undertone with yellow, then you look like, you've got jaundice.
1: Yeah. Like, it
0: can be very... Sometimes you can't tell them the undertone
1: until they put on, like, the wrong
0: foundation. Me. And you're like,
1: oh. Yeah, I've been there. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> like, mom. Our mom is very warm-toned. Yeah. Like, you would very... Which is
1: surprising, because we are not.
0: I think we might be. Because you're pinky.
1: You think I have a pink undertone? You're red as shit, yes. Well, that's, like, my rotation, but I don't... See, and this is the problem. I never know. I think, because, like, my concealer, I have very a little on, but it matches perfectly. It's neutral. So, I don't know. This is the problem. This is part hard one. I don't wear foundation, because it's hard to find one that matches, but. Yeah, I did it. If I can
0: do it, you can do it. Thank you. I think I wear neutral.
1: Yeah, I can see you being more neutral. You don't have a lot of pink. You don't have a lot of yellow. Do I fit?
0: Like, is this purple? Do I fit? I think so. That is more neutral. Wow. And then like, as, oh, can you imagine being olive toned?
1: Breeze olive toned. That's gotta be tough. And
0: trying to like wear a cool tone.
1: Oh my She's... god. No. No, no.
0: Nobody can tell as long as you blend
1: well. No one's been telling you the truth. <laughs> Someone's been lying to your face.
0: She'll find your way on her makeup journey. I'm not going to be that person.
1: Like, I'm picturing this woman. She's like, don't worry, I blended down my neck. And then it like, ends right at the neck. And then yeah. you can tell the difference with the chest. <laughs>
0: Wear t- turtlenecks. Fuck.
1: <laughs> best time to wear a striped sweater is all the time. <laughs> I mean, we kind he of. He wanted to it. sing in too.
0: We kind of encouraged that one. Okay. If you talk about embracing your flaws and how you think people shouldn't try to cover up their kid problems, I'm going to assume you don't have any actual ones.
1: Ooh, and that's tea.
0: I have acne and post-acne hyperpigmentation. Mm-hmm. I promise you it's more attractive when I cover them, and I don't think I love myself any less for saying that acne isn't part of my identity and I'm allowed to hide it.
1: I agree with that.
0: hmm
1: Exactly. Like, because, and it's unfortunate, but human nature is. You judge people the second you see them. Yeah. You judge people around around school. It's, it's like, within the first 10 seconds of you seeing them, you've already judged them. Yeah. You have a judgment about them. Why would I want people to judge me based on the fact that I have acne? Yeah,
0: because, like, you, there are definitely, like, there's definitely a stigma around acne.
1: mm mm-hmm. I mean, Or any like, kind of pigmentation on your face.
0: Yeah. There, like, with acne, you can think, like, oh, like, a team that doesn't wash their face, for example.
1: Yeah, or something like that. Or, oh, she must not be washing her face because her face, like, has some acne. It's like, that is just not true.
0: But, like, pretty people saying that you should embrace your flaws is like rich people saying that you should just work harder.
1: Yes. That 100%.
0: Like, come on. Just because you can put on, like, a boy grout and be, like, confident as everyone else can. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or should. Yeah. If they don't want to. Just buy a house. Don't be homeless.
0: Don't be homeless. Stop buying your avocado toast. Yeah. (laughs) Me. I've literally never had avocado
1: toast. Oh, you're missing out.
0: Am I? Am I really? Beauty gurus aren't responsible for your actions or the actions of the impressionable youth.
1: Thoughts? Hmm. That's tough. I'm going to go with it's more on the parents to make sure that their kids aren't being influenced by influencers.
0: So, like, I kind of agree, kind of disagree. Like, there is definitely a line for me where, like, if you're spreading misinformation about, like, COVID, for example, then that is 100%. I'm canceling your ass. You need to have some responsibility for your audience. But, like, one thing that I hate to see is, like, grown-ass adults being told that they need to, like, tone it down for kids yeah then i think that's not on them to raise someone else's kid or yeah 100 like not make dirty jokes not talking about smoking whatever it is yeah like that's not that's who they are yeah it's not yeah. a responsibility to protect someone else's kid
1: yeah you should be more on seeing what your kid's doing
0: <laughs> but then again there's part of me that's like if you are like a volatile person and you put that into your fan base
1: and then uh, if you
0: purposefully direct be. I was thinking Gabby because she literally was like, "Defend me with any means necessary." Then that's what happens That's I was fair,
1: about yeah. Because you're that.
0: telling them like,
1: go "Yeah, the assholes." So Disgusting. that's on you.
0: Ghosting. But every day that goes by, I just I dislike Gabby more and more.
1: Yeah, me too, bitch.
0: Okay. When I ask for reviews slash opinions on a makeup product from a company run by someone known for being an asshole, I'm asking for opinions on the product, not a lecture about how the company owner is literally the worst person ever and you should never give them your money.
1: <sighs> like, good inhale. So you just want to be ignorant? I- Is that what you're saying? You just want to turn a blind eye to all the problems? Like, for instance, I love Shein. I should not love Shein as much as I do. Mm -hmm. But once I found out that they have child labor, no, I nope, no thank you. I want no part of that. We
0: had this conversation where Lily was like, "The robbers are so good for like children." Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, Like, like like, that? Sure, but like, I'm not gonna be fucking selfish. Like, you'd rather just be ignorant and lie in the pockets of people who are fucking assholes?
0: Yes, that's, what Apparently. They're, that's exactly
1: what they're saying. Yeah, they're for like their own me, selfish gain.
0: Let me keep my head in this warm-ass sand yep. and do my thing. Because I think a lot of people are like, separate the art from the artist. No. No. No, no they created it. It is intrinsically them, first of all. And they're getting well, money. Yeah, they're getting the money. So if you support their art, you are supporting the artist. Literally. Yes. You cannot separate the two.
1: Yeah,
0: And it's like, Hitler was a great artist. And?
1: And? and Not going to go buy his artwork. Especially
0: because of nothing. I mean, he's
1: dead now. He's not getting the money, but still.
0: Someone is. Yeah. But I just hate that. Because you're essentially like, I don't care that much about whatever the issue is. Whether it be racism, sexism, whatever. Homophobia. Homophobia,
1: whatever. Well, that's like, I love Chick-fil-A. We don't go anymore. Yeah, I've never been there. Because it's one thing to be like, I don't have the morals where, like, you know, I think being gay is bad. It's one thing for you to be a CEO or an owner and say that. Like, in your personal life. Another thing to fund, like, legislation and everything to make gay people's lives harder. That is where I draw the fucking line. That's bullshit.
0: Absolutely. Homophobic
1: chicken. I'm like the chicken. chicken
0: is so good there are other good chicken
1: sure it's good but not good enough where i'm going to like
0: Fucky people. give up
1: my morals
0: and be like you know chicken this is better than like the lives of gay people thank you yep thanks so much thank you for trying gay people But
1: try uh, <laughs> again bitch
0: chicken better <laughs> it is literally a fast food place yeah you're you're I go to a Eisen's fast instead. food place over millions of
1: people? But see, I'm also thinking about Popeyes, and I'm like, I should probably do that, research into that because their whole thing is Louisiana's kitchen, and they have, like, in the commercials, like, a black woman, but I don't know if it's actually a black-owned business. You're right. Yeah. Who
0: knows?
1: I won't be looking into that. Thank you. Thank
0: you. And I guess it also, like, a, I just – and then to – broadcast that like you're proud of it you're like i'm so above pc culture i look at the art not the artist yeah
1: exactly i'm not for cancel culture and so people say that's like but have you ever thought that maybe these people deserve to be canceled
0: because they're bringing harm to people maybe just maybe i feel like when people think about what cancel culture they think about like oh they made like a semi-resist tweet like 10 years ago there are people that need to be canceled like, people that, like, sexually all people. Everything that Chris Brown has, like, ever done.
1: Yeah, 100%. Jeffrey and people Star, like I still support be... him. Yeah.
0: Like, what?
1: What? Stupid.
0: <sighs> one of the examples given was Jeffree Star. I will never in my life give a cent to Jeffree Star.
1: No, I will not either.
0: Piece of shit. Thank you.
1: Thank you, and good night. Okay.
0: It is crazy to have 100 single eyeshadows and 15 palettes, and I see people like this on Reddit all the time. Yes, it's nice to have a shiny color organized connection, but makeup is supposed to be used and not be a collector's item. They're coming from my ass. They're coming from. Yes, I am aware that some people don't care, and to them it's worth it, but in reality, no it isn't. You simply don't have control over your spending habits and don't think before buying or purchasing. You are buying into the hype.
1: Okay, what does it matter? But... Really, though, why do you care what I'm spending my money on? Yeah, you bitch. (laughs) Why does this person care if I have 15 pallets that I don't use? Who fucking cares? Like,
0: really, who fucking
1: cares? It has nothing to do with you. It's not like I'm spending your money. It's my money, and I'll spend on what I fucking want to.
0: But what do I think about this? I think it is buying into consumerism when you do that.
1: However... (laughs)
0: And the only time I'm like, don't do that is if you're like a beauty guru that's like, I'm low buy, low spend, but then you, and like it declutters constantly, but then oh, i am also yeah. buy shit constantly. Because then at that point, it's like, you're not even collecting it. You're just doing it to buy shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then like giving it away or throwing it away. And it's like, giving away, throwing
0: it away? It's like, why? Yeah,
1: exactly. Why? And it's like, I may not use them very often. But do you know how happy I am when I remember I have them again? It's like having a whole new palette. And it's like it just kind of reminds me of like what I was telling you the other day with the whole Trader Joe's thing, where people were like, What's your favorite Trader Joe's item that's seasonal that when it comes out, you kind of stock up because you won't have it the rest of yeah. the year? And feel like, oh, you shouldn't be stockpiling, blah, blah. It's like, why? And like, if there's two left, I'm not gonna be an asshole and take the last two. I'll leave one for someone else. Oh, but yeah, if there's fuck but if there's plenty what does it matter if I stock up on three yeah so that I can have them because I like them a lot yeah and sometimes they don't bring them back
0: that's but. really something where I'm like why do you care
1: exactly because it's food yeah and it's not
0: like, hurting food, anyone yeah. I don't understand why some people spend over $40 on a tube of foundation that won't last very long at all. I don't care how pretty a palette is, paying over $120 for a few bits of colored powder is insane. It is insanity to me. Yes, I do love art, so I'm a hypocrite. Setting sprays are mostly useless, the top trim is just BS, the beauty blender is just a glorified $1 egg sponge, La Mer, or La Scam. So we got a lot to unpack here.
1: We do. Let's go line by line. First line.
0: Okay, I don't understand why some people spend over $40 on a tube of foundation that won't last very long at all, and to go with that, I don't care how pretty a palette is, paying over $120 for a natural palette is crazy.
1: Sure. Uh, Yes. Crazy for me and my budget. You know what I mean? It would be stupid for me to pay $120 when I make $30,000 a year. Yeah. If you're making six figures, that could be just normal splurging for you.
0: Counter argument here. Yes. I think the more people that buy shit like that, you're encouraging it. And there is literally no way makeup can be worth that much. That there is, is no point. way. It is like selling popcorn for fifty dollars.
1: That's a good point.
0: Like literally cents to make. I don't care whose name on it, it is literally the same amount to That's make. That's true. There's not that big of a difference in like price quality before making makeup it is not worth that much.
1: Period. That's true.
0: Period
1: that's a really good point
0: so like if no one bought natasha Denona's palettes she wouldn't be keeping them that price that's true and, like and the, they don't
1: cost that much to make, like you said
0: and like the amount of people that are like mm, i can't how much it costs don't buy it don't buy it if mm-hmm. no one bought it
1: because of the cost yeah she would true. change the
0: cost because she would have to that
1: is true
0: like they know they got you by the throat that's why they're like okay 120 dollars for like four eyeshadows yeah and like, oh, I don't remember who it was. But someone came out with like literally four pans and it was like $100 or something. Jesus. And everyone was complaining about it. And then I was like, but how many people are going to buy it for a YouTube? Yeah, be like, exactly. Is it worth it? How many people are going to buy it just to see what the hype is? Yeah, exactly. Like, it works. That's a good point.
1: If I thought of that. It.
0: That's why I think don't buy it. Because literally there's yeah. no way to make it worth it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Setting sprays are mostly useless. Disagree. Yep.
1: I feel like once you find the right one, like it changes your life.
0: I use setting spray not even just to set my makeup. I use it to, like, refresh my makeup. I'll mm-hmm. use it after my powder stage of foundation, and it makes my foundation look so much more seamless.
1: Yeah, because it moisturizes can, it. You can use it to wet
0: your brush to pick up pigments so yeah. they look better. Like, setting spray has so many uses, you're just not using it correctly. I
1: like the Tatcha one, too, but...
0: But it's really worth the money?
1: I mean, no. I only got the, like... Travel
0: songs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't buy the full Another size. One. It
0: literally you cannot justify
1: yeah. the amount of money. But don't even start with me about La Mer. <laughs> I am pretty sure in the morning. La Mer is the one that has like a five hundred dollar moisturizer. No one be shy. Like five hundred dollars? I know damn fucking well it'll cost you pennies to make.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah. you're having like a five hundred dollar profit. I can't even imagine. I do like I it's
0: like no matter how good the ingredients are five hundred dollars
1: unless there's fucking gold in there bitch like no <laughs>
0: the beauty blender is just glorified one dollar sponge i agree really absolutely you can get the same sponge from shop miss a, not sponsored but a oh, okay
1: fair enough see if but if you're talking about like dollar store sponges like those yeah. that mom used to use oh. those are shit
0: like the triangles
1: but like real techniques has their version of like those are good
0: i have the orange
1: one inside yes and i
0: literally have this gigantic one i got from shop night, and it's great i use it all the time yeah
1: like, so i don't think you need a 20 dollars beauty blender no
0: and their foundation shades were awful i feel like oh, everyone yeah. just like forgot that there's literally no reason to have that shade range yeah be like oh, fine. i don't care if you added it to it it's too late
1: yeah, it's fine. too late because then it looks like you added it because people were angry and
0: like Is United States not racist because eventually they let black people vote? No.
1: Exactly. No.
0: Naked palettes are trash. I feel like every look is the same when you own one in the end very boring. The first one was the moment.
1: Agreed. She was the moment. I had the naked palette.
0: Why not? Because I used it. Yeah.
1: I thought it it was good for its time. Yeah. I would not buy it now. Really?
0: Yeah. Like if the same exact one was put back on the market, you would buy it.
1: I don't think so. Me, wow. wow.
0: Why is like you only use neutrals? That's crazy.
1: What I'm more into like pinks now.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like if you have the pop like coconut palette, like you're fine.
1: Uh, do you really like pop? I'll put that out there.
0: And then like the Naked Heat and like the. Okay, I the- liked
1: the Naked Heat. That one I thought about buying.
0: You <laughs> beautiful.
1: beautiful.
0: They were milking that brand. Yeah, they were. They were milking that shit, i they decided to shit on Princess grave mm,
1: Fuck yes, that.
0: Whoa. Watching the top ten beauty gurus for reviews is practically pointless. They all have sponsorships and brand relationships, and use so many products that they never truly test anything.
1: Yeah, I agree yeah
0: because even if they're like not sponsored giving a good review means getting more products having a good relationship with the brand exactly brand trips getting invited to things potentially getting a sponsorship etc etc yeah like everything you do is an exchange of money power whatever yeah like i do not trust any tutorials
1: no especially maybelline yeah. like you know, she doesn't fucking use Maybelline, Maybelline. and all of a sudden, <gasps> I love Maybelline. Yeah, she didn't
0: Yeah, please. Like, just be honest. Like, yeah. your viewers are going to see what you use.
1: Yeah, they see right through you, bitch. Well,
0: some some
1: don't. Well, yeah, because people are so fucking far up her ass, they can't really see what's going on.
0: I think caring about your makeup being vegan and cruelty free without caring about those things in your diet or caring about the environmental and social socioeconomic Impact of the makeup industry is probably hypocritical and short sighted. I
1: agree. Yeah, I agree, honestly. I agree. Like, and I don't really understand that because, like, I am not vegan, I'm not vegetarian, and I do not go out of my way to be like, is this makeup vegan? Because, like, because you're not vegan. Exactly. Why
0: do you, why is there a difference between what you put in your body and what you put on
1: your body? Yeah, exactly. Like, the same amount of animal suffering. Like, honestly. And, like, God, it is too late in the game to be starting to care now, but I'm very much starting to care, like, where things come from, like, how they're made. Like, if they're made from fucking children, that's fucked. If they're, like, not good for the environment, which is most big businesses, that's fucked.
0: And I think what she means by it's too late to care, it's not too late to change her spending habits, it's just, like, the world is fucked.
1: Yeah. Like, it's too late in the,
0: that aspect. Yeah, and I feel like I'm
1: late to the game, too, but...
0: I feel like it, it companies make it so hard, too. Yeah, to truly be good for the environment.
1: Yeah, well, it's like seventy percent of. Um, how do I say this? I just saw the statistic the other day. It's like only a hundred companies in the world are responsible for seventy percent of like the output, like mm-hmm. the like carbon emissions and things like that.
0: And that's why I hate when people like control your carbon. I could literally live with that carbon for the rest of my life and it will not make a singular difference compared no. to all of the companies. Yeah, it's
1: really them that need to be doing more.
0: But, no, it's easy but they're to not going out. to. I? Yeah. But I, I really do think it's like so weird to preach about using cruelty for makeup when it's like you
1: you aren't meet. vegan. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah.
0: what? What is your priority? Animals are looking good. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on. And by the way, I was vegetarian for a long time.
1: Yeah. For what? Like,
0: seven years. Yeah.
1: Jesus. Most of my
0: childhood. I like it when my lipstick wears off. I like reapplying. It's glamorous. Part of the reason I even wear it is to look forward to when it wears off. (laughs) I bought it to use it. My makeup is going to be around for years and years, and so is yours
1: unless you actually use it. I don't mean to laugh, but like... Pick me, choose me. I love reapplying my lipstick. It's glamorous. glamorous. She wants
0: to love her Maryland Monroe real fantasy.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's fine, but like, why are you preaching it to me? <laughs> I
0: like when my lipstick doesn't do
1: its job. Yeah, I, I like stay when on it doesn't my stay. My lips. <laughs> Oh my There's
0: something wrong. just so satisfying about all of my foundation melting off as you can reapply it. <laughs> As you can guess, uh, we do not agree
1: with that one. That's it.
0: Just means you have to buy more lipstick yeah. and spend more money, and your companies
1: more money. That gives me pick me energy. I'm sorry. Like I think I have said this before, but I love Generation Z for coming up with the phrase "pick me, girls." It is my favorite thing because they've been around forever, but they never really had a word for it.
0: It's just like a little pick me, girls. Pick and me everyone girls. knows. Everyone knows. Yeah, what you're it's so about. good. Find anything specifically for a lightly colored blotted lip is dumb.
1: Wear chapstick
0: or blonde actual lipstick you already have.
1: I do wear chapstick, thank you.
0: <laughs> I mean, she did call you crusty or something, <laughs> damn. Well,
1: she's like, maybe try a chapstick. Done, bitch. Try again.
0: She was more talking about if you get specifically for blotted lips.
1: What is wrong with that? I don't understand so where this girl's coming from. Oh boy,
0: because it is kind of dumb. If you give something for a blog flip, then you can just use lipstick.
1: Yeah, I guess. I just don't get what people care so much.
0: <laughs> I mean, they were asked for the. Uh, there are a bunch yeah. like I don't know. But this one, okay. I don't like sunscreen. I tan in the sun and tandy beds. No, <laughs> skin cancer is not only not a big enough risk to care about, but easily <gasps> fixed. Oh no, a ninety nine percent survival rate. Are you gonna stop driving?
1: Oh. no. No. Oh no. Is that you, girl?
0: i just just to vanilla, girl. Oh.
1: oh, that's so bad for you. Who cares if I get cancer? Oh, uh,
0: excuse me? I'm cancer.
1: And then have you never heard of melanoma?
0: I, I usually pick I do, I do Not like,
1: always! Whatever. Bitch, you're gonna be that one percent, and then you're gonna be like, "Damn, I wish I wore fucking sunscreen." Oh my god,
0: like, that's okay. Ninety-nine percent survival rate. That does that doesn't mean people that are basically seeking out skin cancer like you are. Exactly. You're literally going to the sun being like, "Try me, bitch."
1: Yeah. That
0: takes into account everyone, like people like me that have literally, that literally don't that go always
1: wear and always wear sunscreen, and
0: they do wear sunscreen.
1: Yeah. Like. <laughs> Like I wear sunscreen all the time. Like my moisturizer has a sunscreen, but I've still had moles that are not cancerous, but abnormal and need to be checked on. Mm-hmm. And I barely go in the fucking sun. Imagine this bitch.
0: Like it could just be genetics. I don't think people understand cancer.
1: No, I really don't think so. Because not the average person.
0: It it can happen to literally anyone for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. It's just your cells decide to be like, ooh, ooh, Have a good not, time. Whoop. Yeah. So this person stupid. Wear sunscreen and yeah. try
1: to stay the sun if you Oh can. my god! Like people in is it Korea, uh, South Korea? How is it North Korea? South Korea do it right. Like when they go out to the beach, they wear long sleeves mm-hmm. and pants. They wear hats as you should. Take it seriously.
0: The sun is not something
1: to be Fuck with. with. Yeah.
0: And, like you're still in Oregon. Take yes. like, care of it like you would any other Oregon.
1: And this is a uh, slightly off topic, but still kind of on topic. Um, if you have animals who don't have fur, yeah, sunscreen them, please. Thank you. They make animal sunscreen. Like,
0: yeah. Nude animals you gotta put on sunscreen. Nude. Like, <laughs> animals like alopecia or like hairless cats. Yeah.
1: Something. Hairless cats. You Sometimes have to oil them and stuff, do you
0: know? Yeah. yeah. And That's they can pimples and things. The name brand ain't shit, and I do and can find all of my needs at the drugstore. There's absolutely no need for high-end, non-professional hobby makeup. I'm looking at you, Neiman Marcus Makeup Counter, Natasha Denona, Chanel, etc. I do see a need for high-quality stuff. Hi. Why do I say that like that?
1: Hi. I
0: sound like <laughs> the, the teacher from um, Chicken Little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate you. I do see a need for high-quality stuff for pros, but like Kryolan, Inglot, and such, it's a specialty brand that the pros no one use. If a pro showed up to do my wedding makeup with an Instagram high-end brand, I fire her. That's harsh. (laughs) That's harsh, Bethany. Like
1: if someone showed up with a Natasha Denona palette, I'd be like, oh my
0: god. Can you imagine you're at your wedding and they pull out the palette and you're like, Is that hoyle? Isn't
1: that beauty? Get out. Like, what? I don't know, like
0: I agree you can find everything you need at the drugstore
1: that's i agree you can point. if that's what you want
0: no i mean like literally you can like if you want that oh. and stuff sure but you can find everything you need at the drugstore pretty much the only thing you can argue is like maybe range like skin tone ranges but like make has got it covered pretty much yeah like, that, that should not
1: like if you want like fenty I don't know. It's just
0: kind of like I feel like what she's arguing is different. She says there's no need for higher end brands. Like if yeah, you want to see beauty that's like, fair. If you want this, you, you need to have Fenty or yeah whatever,
1: or whatever. That's fair. You don't need it. That's a good point.
0: And then saying so that you would fire a pro makeup artist. That you you use like sound like a
1: bridezilla then.
0: The thing is, they're pros because of their skills, not their, not their. Pocket.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, like, if, if Gordon, this woman showed up with L.A. Colors, we'd have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> and i
0: like, do you know what you're doing? Well, yeah. Like, if Gordon Ramsay cooks with, like, a can of tuna, is he any less uh, of, like, a master chef? Yeah,
1: exactly. Because he had a can of tuna? No. He can make that shit work. Right? Yeah.
0: It's like, you don't need to be able to have, like, I don't know what's know. Caviar or whatever to be a master chef. Yeah. In the same way that if you give caviar to someone that can't cook, they're not suddenly going to be a master chef. Yeah, that's to- a good point. If you give an novice a pro palette, they're not suddenly going to be a professional.
1: That's a good point.
0: I dislike the look of lipstick on daily makeup, especially
1: matte lipstick. I mean, what does she consider daily makeup? For some people, glam is daily makeup.
0: I think she means like natural, natural.
1: I mean, like I don't, I don't even know what to say to that.
0: That's what I don't even think about, because it, it
1: means so little to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, if I just saw someone with a full face of makeup, To me, it would look weird if you had a full face of makeup and no lipstick. No,
0: I think they just mean, like, an everyday look to, <laughs> so, like, in the store or whatever. Like, whatever that means to you. Like, like I, um, I... I, like...
1: Like if I do a full, well, see, I keep going back to full face of makeup because I just keep picturing a full beat face and lipstick. Like i imagine, you
0: know, Nikki's tutorials how she like does her face and then her lips. If she just went out like that, <laughs> and, like I get foundation on my lips because I don't want like a ring around my yeah, lips.
1: Around the Rosie.
0: <laughs> I I don't see the issue with my lipstick. Like,
1: it can look I don't nice. know. I think it looks fine, even if it's matte. What? <laughs> <laughs> because I keep thinking of like a natural, like face, and then just like more of, like a, like good. a nude, because like a she... mauve kind of thing. I oh, should put mauve, mauve, like lip, and I feel yeah. like that would look good. And like
0: sometimes you just don't like
1: your lip color, you know. But Yeah, are
0: not it. exactly. Ooh, this one. Concealer under the eyes often just makes things worse. I feel like people usually look better just sharing their foundation upwards towards the under eye and not adding an extra product on top. That's number one. They got the like three in here.
1: I think it depends on the person. For me, I can't wear, like, concealer most of the time under my eyes. My eyes are just underneath. and are just naturally, like, wrinkly. So it just, like, sets into the creases and looks like shit. But if you have, like, nice under eyes and you just have a little bit of darkness, like, yours always looks nice. Thank you. <laughs> um... For some people, sure. Like, maybe for them, it doesn't look right, but I think it would look weird. Like, if I do foundation, I have to put concealer under my eyes. Yeah. Because otherwise, you look like a fucking clown.
0: Well, she's saying just put it under your eye, but at the same time. You
1: look like a fucking clown. Mm Me? Yeah, you bitch.
0: Yeah, some people's under eyes just, like, can't, because of the texture of their under eyes, can't really handle concealer. Mine are really creasy.
1: Yeah,
0: some people just don't have the skin texture under their eye for it to be good. Have you tried, like, Uh, lighter concealer, like a lighter coverage.
1: Oh yeah, I've tried like everything. It's just the way that it sits into the creases.
0: Because there is no way to be
1: creaseless if you have creases. Creases, exactly.
0: I've tried using
1: my finger, which helps a little bit, but like it's still pretty creasy. And then I feel like I just look older.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for some people it's not feasible, but at the same time, foundation is going to do the same thing. You know? Yep. Fake freckles are annoying. Lizzie has a lot of freckles. I have some I freckles. For reference. Like,
1: I don't know. Sometimes I think they look cute. I don't know. I'm just not, 90% of the time, I'm not one of those people who's out there being like, oh, look at them with their fake freckles. Who do they think they are?
0: You know what kind of gets me too? Mm-hmm. When people complain that, like, it wasn't popular and they were bullied about it when they were a kid and now they're, like, upset and popular, shouldn't you be mm. upset that now kids that look like you aren't being bullied anymore? Yeah,
1: shouldn't you be happy about that?
0: Like, uh, it was.
1: Yeah. Me, me, me. It's all about me.
0: I was bullied for having freckles, and so now I want every other child to be bullied for having freckles, too, because that's how that works. Yeah. Setting power. Power.
1: Setting
0: power! Sending <laughs> Power! Setting powder almost always makes your base look
1: worse. Really? Look at this. I can see it. You can, though. You can confirm. I
0: did know
1: you are wearing setting powder. Exactly. Because it just blends right fucking in, bitch. It's setting powder. It's another one that if you're doing you're right. Christ, you right. Jesus Christ. I can't even good. see it. Like, I have to wear setting powder. Otherwise, my fucking concealer rubs off. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I have to have setting powder. What do you See, mean? Well, going to it's going to yeah, be and I get way too oily. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I hate depotting eyeshadows from a palette into a magnetic palette. I love keeping my shadows in the packaging and would never even think about taking them out. Okay. I mean, do, do you agree?
1: Uh, this is the whole gag here. Sure. I'm trying to decode this in my mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. I wouldn't. I personally don't like depotting. That's not my thing, but I get the like the geek, you know. Like I, I get why people do it.
0: I didn't do it until I went on vacation and I wanted my palettes, but I had like six of them that I would want to take to get my looks to go with my outfit. So I just ended up depotting them, and they're color pop palettes, so it's so easy to just pop them back
1: in. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Well, exactly. It's like if you have like two colors from each palette that you want, it makes sense to put it in one palette if that's all you use. Mm-hmm.
0: I, know. I personally wouldn't do that. I love glitter as much as the next magpie, but the typical YouTuber Instagram inner corner highlight is hilariously overwrought. Honestly, it looks more like tears than a highlight.
1: I don't know that I've ever seen anyone's comment like, What the fuck? You what is that? I don't. I.
0: Yeah. I started, you know, I have a problem because I started with an inner corner highlight and now it's just moved to being on like half of my eye. Me. Look at me.
1: I think it looks nice.
0: Why doesn't Kat Von D get shit on for packaging as much as Too Faced? Because everyone shits on Kat Von D. In
1: person. For packaging? Kat Von D isn't even a fucking owner anymore.
0: I think they mean the brand like KVD.
1: Well, then call it KVD. It's not Kat Von D anymore.
0: KVD, KVD has a good too. Even when
1: Tamon Dio is there, it looks like, Yeah, I'm not a huge. Even a now, I'm just like I have no need to buy KVD. Not one that's on my list. All. There,
0: like everything about the brand makes me think
1: like, oh, makes me think of her Nazi husband. Thank you.
0: In the words of RuPaul. Nah. Me. You know, if
1: there's
0: nothing about it that I'm like, oh yes, I yeah, like
1: that. Hundred percent.
0: Extending eyeliner into your inner tear duct makes everything look worse. To your
1: inner tear duct.
0: Like, you know Bella Hadid? I think that's what they're talking about. Which, like, if that's what they're talking about, you're wrong. Because she looks gorgeous.
1: Me? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Because I always extend mine, like, all the way down. Otherwise, I feel like it looks weird. It just stops for no reason.
0: Maybe me, all the way down to, like... you know,
1: guess.
0: But either way, I think it looks nice. If you're going yeah. to that look, like, if you're going to, like, a cat eye eye look. Yeah. Otherwise, mm, I can kind of see what they're getting at because it can't add that extra weight to your inner eyelid when naturally if you were to make it taper off, it would stop. I can kind of get at that point.
1: Hmm. Oh, wow. The way this
0: is phrased. Nine times out of ten liquid lipsticks make people look like they have a prolapsed anus on their face. (laughs) The visual that gave.
1: That just made my mouth fall open. I don't know. I disagree. I don't think I've ever seen anyone live with liquid lip and I've been like, oh, that looks gross. I don't know. I mean, I have. Me. I've done that myself. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but I also think maybe it's just because I didn't get like, the right one, you know. I hate the bomb. I find the fifties,
0: quiche thing. Quiche? Kitch? Kitch thing?
1: Can I see? Yeah, kitch. Aggressively repellent. I mean, I guess I get where they're coming from, but I think it's, like, kind of cute packaging. I mean,
0: everyone has to have a thing, and, like, it's not that bad of a thing. No. Like, it's
1: not a KBG. It's fuck. It's not Jeffree Star. I
0: don't think it's necessary to wet your sponge for it to work properly.
1: Oh, I disagree. Oh, no.
0: I use a dry.
1: Interesting. Because I cannot take the feeling of a wet sponge on my face. I mean, that's fair. But I... For me, at least, I don't think it blends as well if I don't have it, like, damp. Me. I mean, yeah, yours looks fine. You just have different skin than me. (laughs) That's fair.
0: It might just depend on your skin type. Yeah. But I use it dry, and it works perfectly fine.
1: Interesting.
0: Like, I hate wetting my...
1: I've tried it dry, and I didn't think it looked as good.
0: Like, there was one time where I cleaned my sponge, and it wasn't completely dry the next day, and I'm like, it's fine because it was just wet. And I hated every second of it. <laughs> All right, so that was our last unpopular opinion. <laughs> um, if you enjoyed listening, leave us a review. Pretty please. Thank you to the two people that left us five star reviews. That was very nice. This is very kind of you. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, follow us at Beautiful Podcast.
1: Yes. <laughs> Should I even say follow us on Twitter? You can follow us on Twitter at Pod. Yeah. If you feel like emailing us, uh, email us at at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.